welcome to CAD Speaker Series Podcast. This week, Mayra Salazar Rivera, CID Student Ambassador, will be interviewing Gerardo Esquivel, Professor of Economics at El Colegio de México and Executive Coordinator of Research at the Instituto Belisario Dominguez of the Mexican Senate. Gerardo just delivered a talk on the future of trade and migration flows between Mexico and the U.S. in the context of the Trump administration. Um, hello, thanks so much for being here with us at the Center for International Development. I would like to continue the conversation on, on, on migration and trade. And my first question is, in your opinion, uh, how can Mexico collaborate with Central America regarding immigration? Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. Um, well, uh, Mexico should first uh, notice that Mexico and Central America are together in this issue of immigra immigration. So far, Mexico has been um, doing uh, some work which I think is not necessarily in this direction. Mexico has sided with the U.S. in terms of trying to reduce uh, migration from Central American countries to the U.S. And I think that's not necessarily um, the approach to this issue. The, the approach to the migration issue in general should be one in which some principles should be respected. Some of those principles should be like if, in terms of respecting human rights, which in an area in which Mexico has done a very poor job regarding uh, Central American migrants. And Mexico, what has been doing with the Central American migrants is trying to somehow to impede the transition from these migrants through the Mexican territory in order to reduce migration to the U.S. And I think in the end what should prevail is the defense of human rights. And, the, the, and uh, depending on what the U.S. policies in terms of migration are, that's the issue. And I think Mexico should have their own policies. Uh, Mexico so far has, uh, I think, needs to review its visa policies uh, regarding Central American people. Uh, Mexico should understand one important thing. Mexico is both a country generating migrants to the U.S., but also a, a country through which a lot of people goes through in order to get to the U.S. So um, this double character of Mexico, uh, I think in the end what should prevail eventually is just the defense of human rights. And, and, and that's it, basically, in my opinion. So, um, so far what Mexico has been doing is to try to act as a deterrent for Central American migrants to, in, to get into the U.S. And I think in the end, um, the interest of those people trying to get to the U.S. is precisely the same that motivates the migration from Mexico to the U.S., which is they are looking for a better job, for a better, uh, to increase their well-being, to be close with their families, and so on and so forth. And in that sense, the only important thing in this regard, I think it is the respect of human rights. And in that sense, I think Mexico needs to improve a lot and to side with the Central Americans and to think about a, a regional response to this uh, situation and to this crisis and to probably think about uh, renegotiating with the U.S. a whole approach to migration in terms of how to, um, how to integrate the labor market uh, between North America and Central America. Thanks so much. I'm now going to shift to, to trade, but this is a closely related question to migration. In your talk, you mentioned that NAFTA did not deliver all the expected benefits, especially for Mexico. So can you elaborate more on, on what could have been done to help those left behind by NAFTA in Mexico in particular? Yeah, uh, NAFTA didn't deliver because, of, not because of NAFTA, not because NAFTA was not a good policy, 
I think NAFTA was a, was a very great idea in general, and I think it was a very visionary step in terms of integrating the North American region. The reason why NAFTA didn't deliver enough, at least to Mexico, was because in Mexico we, we thought at some point that NAFTA was enough to solve many of the problems of the Mexican economy. Uh, a, we sort of bet on that. We sort of bet on the, on the foreign market as, uh, the, as, as the engine of growth uh, for the Mexican economy. And clearly that was not enough. So we need to do a lot more in the domestic area. And that means investing a lot in, for example, in infrastructure, investing much more on human capital, investing much more on equipment, investing much more on making the, the, the Mexican economy more competitive, more productive, and so on and so forth. So we need also to start, a, any economy needs two engines of growth, the, 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 the foreign one and the domestic one. We sort of thought that the or Mexico thought that with the foreign one was enough to start the domestic one, and, uh, and clearly that hasn't happened yet. The fact that we have the poverty rate pretty much the same that we used to have uh, before NAFTA in 1992 uh, suggests that we had some problems in terms of strengthening the domestic market. Uh, if we have a lot of poor people in Mexico, then it's clear that they cannot afford to buy some goods, they cannot demand, and therefore the domestic market is weak and we depend a lot on the foreign market and we are, in that sense we became a relatively vulnerable economy to what happens in the foreign uh, economy. Uh, and I think that's why NAFTA didn't deliver as long as we didn't do uh, the rest of what we had to do in order to complement a good foreign policy like the NAFTA. Thanks so much. And, and you partially answered my last question, which is about taking the Trump's presidency as an opportunity to rethink our policies in Mexico. So in this regard, how do you think Mexico can strengthen its domestic markets and diversify its exports to reduce its dependence on the American economy? Yeah, the, I, I think there is a good thing about all these policies from Trump, and, and it, it is the fact that finally we Mexicans, we have to look ourselves and see what we have done and we have not done in the past. Uh, we cannot keep uh, uh, relying on the U.S. market as our only and the more important market uh, for our goods. We cannot uh, rely on having this uh, free trade as the engine of as the only engine of growth. So we need to do something. And I think that's important. I think the Trump policies have uh, uh, somehow um, launched an interesting discussion in Mexico about what to do next. And I think there we have now a whole discussion in Mexico about uh, rethinking about industrial policy, rethinking about the role of the state, rethinking about uh, investing in some other areas. I mean, in the end, the idea is how to diversify our trade. This is, this is the most immediate response, but that cannot be done overnight. Uh, in order, if we want to diversify our trade, we need to not just to be competitive in terms of production, but also in terms of logistics to, to move those goods from Mexico to these other countries. The reason why we not export that much to Asia or to Europe, it is because we don't have good ports, good airports, good uh, logistics to, to move the goods from where they are produced to the border or to the coast and so on. Um, uh, and that's where we need to invest much more, to have a much better infrastructure in general to be uh, very competitive in these other markets in which we could be competitive, because we are competitive in the U.S. market, so we could be competitive in the European market and the Asian uh, market, as long as we reduce significantly the cost of transportation of goods from where they are produced to these other markets in the, in the world. Thanks so much. I just want to make a follow-up question regarding on what's next for Mexico, because the economist 
published an article regarding the uh, rise of populism in Mexico because of Trump. And also uh, Lauren Summers uh, yesterday also mentioned this issue in a Bloomberg interview. So I would like to have your thoughts on this, on, on the effect of Trump in the upcoming elections in Mexico. Well, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't worry that much about populism in the sense of Trump. Uh, I, I don't think we do, we do have that those kind of policies are being promoted by anyone in Mexico. Uh, we do have, however, uh, a rise in nationalism, and I don't see that as a something negative. Uh, in general, I think it's negative that if everyone becomes very nationalistic and everyone, every, every, every economy gets more close and so on. I, I don't think that's the right response. But it is not that bad to look inwards. Looking inwards doesn't mean to look backwards, which is something that sometimes it is associated with. Uh, looking inwards means to look at what problems do we have within the economy, what needs to be solved. And in that sense, I think uh, the, the, the forthcoming election process will lead us in that way, in terms of thinking about what do we really want to do once we realize that this possibility that is the one that we, in which we put all our efforts, all our policies in the past few years, which was linking our economy with the, with the U.S. economy, is probably in, in risk of not being there in the future. Or even if it's there, we don't want to, to be as vulnerable as we are feel now in terms of um, not being able to diversify sufficiently rapid our markets and so on and so forth. So I think it's, um, it is... It, it has promoted this internal discussion, which I think is very good, uh, and I think it's not that bad to look inwards at this moment, uh, to rethink about our policies, internal policies, and in that sense, I think that's going to be the core of the discussion uh, in the forthcoming presidential election. Uh, I, I don't worry in that sense of having this rise of populism as we have seen in some other countries, uh, because I, I don't think that's the, the central in the, in the discussion of the candidates in Mexico. But Yes, we do have a discussion in terms of what do we really want to do. If we want to keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, which is, as we know, kind of crazy, or if we want to do something different in order to achieve different results and different outcomes, which I think is the alternative that we would really like to follow. And this, the, the Trump policies, I think, have uh, forced us in some way to have this discussion that we have postponed for a number of years in Mexico. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you for the invitation. If you want to learn more about CID and our events, please visit cid.harvard.edu.